Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 107, Wireless LAN Security. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, I thought we would talk about another topic on uh, the new CCNA blueprint. That's for exam number 200-301. It's going to be releasing February the 24th of 2020. It specifically wants us to know the difference between WPA, WPA2, and WPA3. Those are three different wireless LAN security protocols. And in this episode, we're going to give you a bit of background about wireless LAN security and then contrast those three different protocols. First of all, let's think about the need for wireless LAN security. If you had a corporation, would you consider putting an Ethernet jack in the parking lot where somebody could just drive up and plug in and attach to your network? Probably not, but that's essentially what we would be doing if we had a wireless network that extended into the parking lot and we didn't secure it. We definitely want to secure our wireless LANs. And the two main goals of wireless LAN security are authentication and encryption. Authentication means that the user needs to provide some credentials like some sort of a username and password or some sort of pre-shared key to get access to the network. Then once they're on the network, we want to encrypt their traffic. So if some malicious user were to intercept those packets, they were to capture them out of the air, they wouldn't be able to make sense of those packets because they're all scrambled up. Those are the two main goals, authentication and encryption. And if we go way back to the original 802.11 standard, there was a security protocol specified in that standard, and it was WEP, W-E-P, which stood for Wired Equivalent Privacy, implying that it would make your wireless communication just as private as a wired link. That's not true at all. In fact, WEP is very crackable. And the main reason for that is it uses something called an initialization vector, which is really too short. It uses a 24-bit initialization vector that it then combines with the static pre-shared key that we configure on a wireless access point and on the wireless client. And this combination of the 24-bit initialization vector and the pre-shared key, that's used by the RC4 encryption algorithm on our plain text to generate the ciphertext. But it becomes mathematically possible to capture enough packets with different initialization vectors that you can determine what that pre-shared key is. In fact, if you can capture about 30,000 packets with different initialization vectors, you've got about a 50-50 shot of determining uh, that shared key. And if you capture 70 or 80,000 packets, you're almost definitely going to be able to calculate that key. And it takes, on average, on a fairly busy network, less than three minutes to determine that key. So WEP is not something we want to be using. It's very trivial to crack. And one of the limitations of WEP is that you have to use a pre-shared key where every device has to be configured with the same key. And that's not a huge deal for our homes, perhaps. In fact, this approach is called personal mode, where we have a pre-shared key on the wireless access point and then all the devices. But in an enterprise, can you see that that's just not going to scale very well? It's not going to scale very well because if we had somebody leave or that key becomes compromised, suddenly we've got to change the key on every device. The great news is there's also enterprise mode in some of the more recent standards, which allows a user to authenticate themselves. There's not one pre-shared key that's being used by everybody on the network. The user gives credentials that are authenticated by typically a radius server, and then this radius server generates a session key. 
that's a key that's just used for the duration of this session. And uh, the Radius server gives that key to the access point. It gives that key to the client. And uh, the client and the access point, they are able to communicate securely. That's enterprise mode. And uh, things did get better after WEP. Instead of using RC4, the TKIP encryption protocol started to be used. TKIP stands for Temporal Key Integrity Protocol. It was improved encryption compared to RC4. And the big improvement is the initialization vector was lengthened. Instead of being 24 bits, it was 48 bits. And TKIP was meant as sort of a temporary solution. The industry wanted people to be able to have more security while not having to upgrade their hardware. Because if they went with a much more advanced encryption algorithm, that might put too much processor burden on the wireless access points and the wireless cards within devices. So TKIP was used to make things better on existing hardware. But then over time, as newer hardware came out and people started replacing their hardware, there was more and more adoption of AES, the Advanced Encryption Standard. That's significantly stronger than TKIP, and it's vastly superior to RC4. Advanced Encryption Standard, or AES, really is the gold standard today in encryption technology. And with this background, let's compare WPA, WPA2, and WPA3. We don't want to use WEP for sure. And the replacement to WEP was WPA, which stood for Wi-Fi Protected Access. And it used TKIP for better encryption. It had a 48-bit initialization vector. And it allowed people to upgrade their security without upgrading their hardware. But of course, over time, people started cracking WPA. Then came WPA2, Wi-Fi Protected Access 2. In fact, starting in 2006, the Wi-Fi Alliance required your gear to run WPA2 to be certified as a Wi-Fi device. And even though WPA2 doesn't require you to run AES, you can run TKIP, WPA2 certified devices had to support AES. Maybe we didn't want to run AES due to processor limitations, but they at least had to support it. And for many years, WPA2, that was your go-to wireless LAN security protocol. But in 2016, it became susceptible to a vulnerability called CRACK. That's spelled K-R-A-C-K. And after that crack vulnerability was discovered, you guessed it, WPA3 soon came out. And here are some of its enhancements. If you're running in enterprise mode, instead of using a 128-bit AES key, as we do with WPA2, WPA3 will use a 192-bit key, making it even stronger encryption. Again, that's just for enterprise mode. Personal mode still uses 128 bits. It also uses something called protected management frames, or PMFs. This is going to prevent a device from spoofing management frames in an attempt to administratively connect with your access point and do bad things. It also uses a feature called Simultaneous Authentication of Equals, or SAE. That's going to require somebody to interact with the network before that session key is generated. That can prevent offline attacks like dictionary attacks where we just try this password and this password. We just keep trying over and over until we get the right password. You know, it's going to prevent those sort of brute force attacks. And one of the concerns we've had with WPA2 is if I'm in an airport or a coffee shop and there's some publicly available Wi-Fi that I connect to, what's to prevent somebody from uh, seeing my data? Well, WPA3 has mechanisms to prevent eavesdropping even on public networks. And you might remember WPS, the Wi-Fi protected setup button you might find on your home router. 
that would allow you to more easily adopt a new wireless device to your network without having to do a lot of configuration? Well, there was a vulnerability found in WPS also, and it's gone in WPA3. And instead, WPA3 uses Device Provisioning Protocol, or DPP. And on the CCNA exam blueprint, you're told that you need to know the difference between WPA, WPA2, and WPA3. And again, here are the big points. WPA used TKIP for encryption. WPA2 improved on that by requiring support for AES. You could still use TKIP, but you had to be able to do AES if you wanted to. Running AES did take more processing power, and specifically it was 128-bit AES, but then it became susceptible to the crack vulnerability in 2016, and now we've got WPA3, which does 192-bit AES for enterprise mode, and it's got these cool features like protected management frames, simultaneous authentication of equals, prevention of eavesdropping, and device provisioning protocol. And even though WPA3 has not been out that long, there are rumblings that there is a vulnerability that's been discovered even with WPA3, but it's supposedly fixable by the vendors. And without releasing a whole lot of information to the public, we know that vendors behind the scenes are applying some updates to make WPA3 even stronger. But that's a side-by-side -side comparison of WPA, WPA2, and WPA3. I hope you enjoyed this episode where we took a look at another line item on the CCNA Blueprint. And I look forward to spending time with you again on the next episode of The Broadcast Storm.